Ribble FM. Weather. Here is your weather forecast for Friday. A frosty start with freezing fog patches. These will slowly clear to leave a dry day with plenty of sunny spells. Temperatures slightly higher than of late, but still feeling cold with strengthening winds. Maximum temperature of 6 degrees C.
Good afternoon and welcome to Lancashire Live with me, Ruth Telford and Sergeant Kev Day. Hi Kev, how are you? Hello again, Ruth. I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. Now you are the uh, rural task force sergeant, aren't you? I am indeed. Yeah, and you've and you're a good friend of the show. You come on a lot, and I'm really grateful of that because well, it's nice for people to be able to find out what's going on, isn't it? And what you're up to and where their taxes are going. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. No, more than happy to come down and have a chat. We always find something to talk about, don't we? Don't we just? Absolutely. Did you have a nice Christmas? I, I did, thank you. Yeah, I went to see my, uh, my sister up in Scotland. Good. So I had a, had oh, a day how, up there with her kids. How lovely. So did you not work Christmas? No, really lucky this year. I've ended up um, with a few days off. Excellent. How uh, good's that? And I off mean, New Year's as well, which is a novelty. You're kidding. No. How good is that? So mm. does that mean that all the naughty people stayed in and didn't misbehave? I don't know about all of them. <laughs> um, but no, no it's, um, it, it's been a fairly peaceful Christmas. I've, I've touched wood, but I don't want to make your microphones bang. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'd only get cross wood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Mm. What a good do. So, um, it's been a fairly peaceful, you were saying, Chris, uh, not so much Christmas, but... Um, start to the new year in the Ribble Valley. Is that right? Well, so-so. I mean, it depends what you're looking at. In terms of uh, certainly volume of crime, then, yeah, it's good. We've had a, a couple of uh, a couple of incidents, um, unfortunate incidents. One of our bobbies was assaulted the other day, arresting somebody. He's fine. He's absolutely fine. Um, in fact, two officers were assaulted uh, during it, just arresting somebody who was wanted. And it just goes to show you that you know, anything can change in a heartbeat. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. Yes, we're in the Ribble Valley. The Ribble Valley is lovely, but, you know, these things still happen. And there are some um, crazy people still about, no matter where you are. He clearly didn't want to rest in this, lad. Oh, gosh, that's yeah. terrible, isn't it? And unfortunately, you can't tell us much more about that, can you? Um, all I can say is he was somebody who was wanted, and... Um, he maybe had some bits and pieces on him that he shouldn't have had. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah. clearly didn't want the officers taking him in. Um, but he, he was arrested and, um, like I said, the officers are fine. But it's just to point out, really, that, you know, this kind of stuff does happen out here yeah. still. And you are vulnerable, aren't you? Every time, Like you say, every time you go out, you just don't know what you're going to encounter, do Absolutely you? Absolutely not, no. No, no. That's kind of one of the beauties of the job is that it's different every single day. You can come in with... All the best laid plans uh, you can imagine, and within five minutes everything's changed and you're off yeah. dealing with something else. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Really. Mm. Um, so I really wanted to ask you about drink driving versus drug driving. Because Don't do either. No, it's very sensible <laughs> not to do either, isn't it? Yeah, I get that. Um, but I read a statistic somewhere, and I had no idea what it is now, can't repeat it uh, and be accurate, but um, there was a lot more drug driving incidents this year than drink driving over Christmas. Would you agree with that? Uh, I'm going to be honest, I've not looked at any statistics, but what I would say is, um, in terms of actually detecting drug driving now... You know, the officers are carrying equipment that, that can do that. And it's it's relatively new. You know, it's in the last few years they've yeah. been having things like um, drug wipes, for argument's sake. So if we stop somebody and uh, we suspect they might have been smoking cannabis or taking something else, either because of the smell in the vehicle or the demeanour of the person, uh, we can, in very much the same way that we ask for a breath test, we can um, ask them to... Or undergo a drug wipe and that, that will tell us if they've got drugs in their system ah. 
What's so, a drug wipe then? It's literally, honestly, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, like you, a wet you, wipe? It's, yeah, and you wipe it and it will react and it will... Um, what it, do you wipe it on? Uh, the forehead. Do you? Yeah, I think so. How weird. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done any of yes, this, Ruth, bear in yeah. mind. Yeah. Gosh, that's mad. Um, I can't believe that. I do know with, um, I think it's cocaine, um, if you take a hair strand, my son's a footballer, and I know that um, if you take a hair strand uh, as a drugs test, it will show up if they've taken drugs, in uh, cocaine especially, I think, in the last three months. Hmm from one strand of hair. I believe so, So yeah. it's mad, isn't it, how it is, they yeah. can detect things. So just from a wet wipe, <laughs> you can tell if somebody's taken some drugs. It tells you if it's in the system, and then you then have to take them to the police station to then take blood to get the actual reading, which would be used um, from an evidential point of view. Of course. But I think so... I think a lot of people maybe don't realise that we can quite easily uh, detect this. Um, but also I just think the fact that we've got this equipment now and it's it's been used more and more and more, it's just, it, it's changing the figures, yeah. you know, so we, we are catching more people who are drug driving now. Yeah, because obviously people are doing it. You, hmm? you know people are doing it. It's just being able to catch them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when I'm, I do a lot of motorway driving and what I do like is the, you know, the signs when, when they're not telling you that, like, the lane's blocked or there's roadworks or anything, the auto- automated ones, um, it says, don't drug, don't drive drugged or, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's a terrible sign of the times, but it's great that they are doing that because at least you've been warned. I know you know it's wrong, but it's a, it's a good thing because mm-hmm. it worries me. It worries me so much, the drug scene. It really does. Well, certainly, and as you say, driving, I mean, you... <sighs> You're impaired. If you've had a little bit, you're impaired. Mm-hmm. And, and it's quite a bizarre thing to think, isn't it, that there's actually a legal limit for an illegal substance. For drugs? Well, yeah, no, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? But there's got to be a legal limit set for the courts to be able to prosecute somebody. So you've got a legal limit of, of cannabis or, or cocaine or whatever it may be. You're kidding um, me. But the fact of the matter is that the tiniest bit's going to... Um, impair you. Of course it it's is. It's just like driving. you have one drink and you exactly, know, yeah, you're definitely yeah. not as uh, reactive well, as you would right. be if one, you'd one had... One pint will do yeah, the job, yeah. It will, it will definitely change your reaction times. Yeah. And, and you just don't touch any of it if no. you're driving. What's the point? Zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kev, we've got a lot to chat about. Are you staying with me? I am. Brilliant. <laughs>
Ribble FM with me, Ruth Telford. Dexter Telford. Yes, he's been such a good boy and he's down here. It's bring your dog to work day again. <laughs> I do like to do that, Kev. I don't know if you, if you know, but I like to bring him as best I can. No, he's a little sweet fella, isn't he? Isn't he? He's a right good one. And we've got Kev, Sergeant Kev here from uh, uh, Ribble Valley. Rural Task Force. That's the one. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just thinking about drugs. That's all I could think about, Kev. Well, Not that I want them, but well, I, want I was going to say, Ruth. Yeah. I want rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, last time you came on, Kev, you were talking about CCTV in villages, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is it all up and running now? Is it all good? Um, the short answer: No. The um, basically what we were talking about last time is one of my officers, Matt Matt Hartup. He's um, put a project together to try and get funding for the local parish councils to apply for in order yeah. to uh, to get CCTV. So it's all it's up and running. There are, there is funding in place, and the parish councils in certain areas are asking for it. So it, so it they will have be applied. implemented. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Some have applied. I couldn't tell you which ones. Some mm. have applied. Um, so yeah, it will be implemented. Yeah. But as with all things, Don't it just takes time. T- have you seen that post office thing on telly? Oh, oh my no, tell goodness. me about it, yeah. Talk about take a long time. I know, that's <gasps> horrendous, isn't it? Isn't it just terrible? Mm. Absolutely terrible. So, let's hope it doesn't take that long. No. <laughs> it, it'll come through. They're, yeah. they're, they're Why is they'll... red tape so flipping nightmarish? 
from the grants that are, are being awarded and then hopefully get these CCTV cameras up and running. So actually at the minute he's still relying on like ring doorbells, hearsay, all of, well not not actually hearsay. No, so <laughs> ring doorbells are massive because so many people do have them now and the, the quality is actually really good. Mm, so is it? We, it is, yeah. So we, um, yeah, if, if we get, I don't know, let's say, for argument's sake, a report of uh, a trailer. So we've got quite a lot of trailers being stolen at the minute. Um, Why do will... people want to steal trailers? They're valuable. They're extremely they? valuable, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, they're expensive to begin with, but um, but they can easily move them on. Not that That's easy <laughs> to, um, to identify always, you know. So, uh, you know, it's really important that if, you, if you've got a trailer, that you, you've got your chassis number and everything... Mark down photograph of the whatever you know. That's that's a slice aside. We were on cameras there. Yeah, weren't we were. We? But, yeah. Um, no, I know, but people who are having their uh, who've got trailers will want to know this, won't yeah, they? Yeah, well, know, definitely. There's, there has been a spate. There's been a spate of them being stolen recently, and um, and yeah, that's the biggie. It's identifying them. So photographs of them, uh, details of your chassis number, etc. Um, I didn't even know they'd have a chassis, but yeah, I suppose yeah, it makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? They do, uh, and also while we're on a, uh, that complete tangent um, <laughs> as you do the uh, we've we've just taken possession of a, um, a piece of equipment which can mark metals and hard plastics and things we don't know how to use it yet <laughs> um, but we've got the training course next week God. but it's it, we can literally print anything onto metal so we once we've got it up and running we're not, we're not doing with it we will um, we'll put it out there on social media so if anybody has got trailers or property or tools whatever it may be that they want marking we'll be able to come down and, and stamp it with this what device what a brilliant idea because don't you just see on the back of tradesmen's vans no tools were left in this van overnight because mm. there's thousands of pounds i can't believe how expensive a toolkit is absolutely and it's My, not it's not just the cost of the tools is it it's, no. you know if, if it's not there you can't work the following day of or for however many days it may be so the losses can be can be massive enormous absolutely yeah well, we can do that but to go back to your cctv yeah thanks at least, yeah, at least one of us is keeping track focus. of where we're up to yeah yeah, um, yeah ring doorbells are, are massive so the um hopefully the villages will see the cctv systems coming through um i'd like to think over the next few months now and um like we said last time really big for us some of those roads that just don't have any cover at all um you know that's see the vehicles passing to and from and yeah. um and hopefully, if we are getting crimes committed out there, it'll, it'll help us um, catch investigate the them. Indeed, yeah, catch the bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Right, OK, we've got loads to talk about here, haven't we, Kev? So we're coming back again in a bit. No, no Shall we have a brew? Because it's a cold one. Let's do that. Yeah. 106.7 Ribble FM. Ribble Valley Checkered Flag in Chatburn. We also offer services and MOTs to keep your pride and joy up to spec and running great. Ribble Valley Checkered Flag Chatburn. Find us on Facebook. Facebook at Ribble Valley Checkered Flag or give us a call on 01200 441 for any queries. Are you tired of sky-high housing costs? Are you ready for a change of scenery? At Three Rivers, our rural caravan park is the perfect solution for those seeking an affordable, peaceful and beautiful place to call home. Nestled in the heart of the countryside, our park offers exceptional facilities, including a cafe, swimming pool and function suite. You can even choose your own plot and specify the style of home that best suits your needs. 
Don't miss this opportunity to join our thriving community and enjoy the best of both worlds. The convenience of modern living with the charm and serenity of rural life. Contact us today to learn more and schedule a tour. Three Rivers, the perfect home is waiting for you. Looking for a reliable, trustworthy skip hire service? A1 Skip Hire is here for all your waste management needs. Family run for over 20 years, ensuring your waste is handled responsibly and efficiently. Offering a wide range of skips to suit your every need. Whether you're clearing out your garage, renovating your home or managing construction waste. And because we care about our beautiful planet, all of your waste is processed at our fully licensed recycling plant. Maximum recycling and minimum landfill. Serving the entire Rubble Valley and Blackburn with Darwin. We're local and we're ready to help you manage your waste the right way. Here are the numbers to call for the Ribble Valley 01200. 360-035 and for Blackburn with Darwin 01254 391 616 So, you've been wondering what's going on at Greenacre Street in Cullerow? There's a new name for Honda and it's Marshall. Same location, same smiling faces, same great service. We've also just added other lakes and models to our huge vehicle showroom. So when you're thinking of a new vehicle, think Marshall Honda. Contact us now on 01200 857 951. Marshall, the new name for Honda in Blackburn and Cuthero. Clear that 
a massive thing in the Ribble Valley because we, we've got a lot of shooters, haven't we? As in people who like to go shooting. Um, is it a problem? Because I know that um, I have a relative who has a gun cabinet and it's all licensed through you, yourselves. Yeah. Um, is it a massive problem or not? Um, problem. So I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a massive problem. The uh, as you say, our licensing department um, are in charge of, of, of who gets the gun licenses, who keeps them, and how how they're managed. Yeah. Um, they're very strict on how the guns are stored uh, and how the ammunition is stored, and um, you know they're all over that. So. I would say, yeah, we, we do have a lot of guns in the Ribble Valley because you've got an awful lot of um, people out there on the farms, you've yeah. got pest controllers, um, you've got people controlling the deer populations, all kinds of things, all, are, all are, kinds of... Are deer of, getting um, culled? Deer, deer are culled all over the country, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I've noticed they have to there's be. a lot more at the moment, isn't there? There seems to be, anywhere. Yeah, so particularly in areas where you've got forestry, mm. deer love nothing more than to eat the young shoots of trees... So it can be a real problem um, for for the forestry. future environment. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So um, there's obviously a balance to be struck, but yeah, the the the, the deer populations are cold all over the country. Mm. Um, but in terms of, like you say, guns themselves, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased to say that we um, don't come across uh, many issues where we we're dealing with um, people managing guns in a problematic way let's put good, it that way that's good to know um, but yeah there are there are an awful loss out there yeah it's just I um, I was talking to a judge actually mm. um, in London and I wasn't in court so don't worry yeah yeah <laughs> um, and uh, she was saying that if she could she would have and bear in mind she's dealing with big cases mm. and a lot of gun crime you know yeah. uh, different world altogether to what I live in, for mm. sure. And um, she said that sh- if she could, she would have just one place where you would go to, get your gun, and then go and do your shoot or whatever, come back and put it back in. She would not have them in homes or farms or things like that. But I don't think, I don't. when I was thinking about it, I thought, I don't really think that's possible. I would imagine that most people working out there in the rural communities who rely on guns uh, for part of their jobs would probably you know, disagree with that. Yeah. I think they'd probably struggle with that one. Uh, I know what she's getting at. You oh, know, so she do wants, I. She wants it to be, uh, to be as safe as it possibly can yeah. be, doesn't she? But, but if you're going to be a naughty boy or girl with a gun, you're probably not going to go to one of these places and get one anyway. Are you going to get one from a different department, source. shall we say? Exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, I'm pleased to say... Um, that's certainly the areas that we police. We have very, very little issues with gun crime. Yeah. I mean, what you get sometimes is um, we'll get reports of you know of gunshots being fired, but more often than not, we will be notified if there's a, a cult taking place or if there's a shoot taking place, and more often than not, it correlates with with that. So people will hear the gunshots, they'll be concerned, but usually it's just part of living in the uh, rural community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can hear them sometimes, especially on a Saturday morning, but that's when they're shooting, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I want to come back in a bit and talk about knives. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
Welcome back to Ribble FM. It's me, Ruth Telford, my beautiful boy Dexter and the lovely Sergeant Kev Day, who, Kev, it's very informative, but also I really like having you on because you give us peace of mind that living in the Ribble Valley is the right thing to do. <laughs> it's certainly a very nice place to live, that's yeah. for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. And, it's, and I think you used the word peaceful before, which I think is lovely. It's a nice word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, gives people great comfort, I think, that word. So, um, but knife crime mm-hmm. frightens me to death. Okay. Children with knives. Um, it's my nephew's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Robbie. And uh, he's got his own house. And my mum has bought him lots of sharp knives for his um, cul- culinary skills because he loves cooking. Mm-hmm. Um I hope I've not spoilt your birthday present, Rob, (laughs) of Grandma, but she would have told you anyway. You know what she's like. Um, Is it a real problem? Because I know now you have to have, even to buy scissors, you have to have ID. You do, yeah. You have to have ID. You can't buy you can't buy a knife now if you're under eighteen. If I uh, if I'm uh, if I'm, or, correct, or I'm pretty sure I am. anything like I mean it's yeah. I don't I don't know if the challenge twenty five kind of thing applies I there. Think so it if they look be. under twenty five, yeah. you'll, you'll challenge them. But um, but yeah, it's an unfortunate state of affairs, isn't it? Where we've got to manage the purchase of uh, of knives in that way. I suppose uh, is it a big problem? Um, we we find very very few people carrying weapons again in the in the Ribble Valley. That is comforting. Um, when you start looking in inner cities, you know, and I, I go back to my previous times in my career working in Manchester and places like that, it was far more prevalent. Yeah. Um, you know, you're really worrying where you've got young kids talking about carrying knives because they're they're in fear and it's for protection and all this kind of thing, which you absolutely can not do you know if you if, mm. you, if you're in possession of a knife you're in possession of a knife that that's it you've committed the offense end of story saying it's because you're scared or you think oh. that you need it for protection doesn't i was going to so say doesn't cut it but that's an awful to... pun isn't it but... yeah <laughs> we'll go with it though <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's actually a, an offense to carry a knife is it absolutely yeah so uh, that's interesting to know because i wonder if they know that um, you'd like to think so. There's certainly enough information out there about it. We go into the schools and we talk about it. Um, it's all over the news. You know, there, there, there's enough information to say that it's illegal to carry knives. It, it's like anything. If you are a, I don't know, a carpet fitter, yeah. and you, you're going from one job to the next, and if you've got your knife in your work pants, and you, you know, yeah. then obviously uh, it's uh, highly likely that you're going to find yourself getting arrested in that in that kind of a situation. But where we're talking about people having a you know a kitchen knife down the pants or whatever it may be um then absolutely yeah you, you you're going to get arrested and, and you're going to be charged that's that's good to know that because I, I and i hope that that is enough to make somebody think before they put the the knife in the pocket yeah mm. and it, it's that kind of the statistics usually point towards the fact that the person who's carrying the knife is usually the one who ends up getting stabbed with it as well yeah. so you know they they are often injured or worse um with the knife that they were they were carrying in the first place interesting so, statistic yeah so it's um it, it's a shame it's a real shame that people believe that they they need to do that in the first place mm. but it's it's um it's a one-way street, that, you know. So if somebody is feeling vulnerable and threatened by somebody else and so they feel they need to carry the knife, instead of doing that, what should they do, Kev? 
It depends on the situation, doesn't it? But if they are genuinely in fear of somebody, they believe that person is, um, you know, a risk to them for whatever reason. I mean, it depends on what level we're talking about. Is it is it mm. school kids and... Um, well, school kids are doing a good job at killing each other, aren't they, well, in, in other areas, you know? In other you know? areas of some of that, yeah. But yeah. It, it depends on the situation, but at the end of the day, if you genuinely believe that you're, um, you know, you're, you're in fear for your life, then... Ring, ring the police. Yeah, mm. if you, that's that's your starting point. Yeah. Um, but if it's you know maybe more school related, your schools are there to help um, your parents. You know whatever it may be, speak to people who are there to help and guide you before making some of these really poor choices. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean it's it's a scary time that isn't it? Mm. But luckily we're not really. There's not too much of it going on in the River very, Valley. Very, very infrequent. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't say never, but it's very infrequent. Yeah. And um, as a parent, talk to your children. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That, that's a really big thing, isn't it? You know, ask them questions and, and just look for little changes in the in the personality and see if they are struggling and they do need to not necessarily talk to you, but talk to somebody else, their auntie, their uncle, their their best friend, whoever. That's right. You know. I mean, you know, we've got some great youth services in the Ribble Valley now. Um, you know, so there's, there's people there who you can access. Um, as we were saying before, the schools now have all got, <coughs> excuse me, Ruth, um, you know, pastoral teachers and all kinds of things. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of people going to go and talk to in the first mm. place and they will then be able to signpost you to, to the right services, you know, to, to get the help you need. That's good. Yeah, brilliant. Right, Kev. It's a bit scary, that stuff, so let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> we'll come back in a bit. Right. 106.7 Ripple FM. Ever feel like creating a website is like trying to juggle while riding a unicycle? Well, juggle no more. Introducing 50 to 1 Media. We make the designing of your website as easy as pie. We offer complete web development and implementation. And we'll make sure Google loves your website as much as you do. From domain purchasing to hosting, turning your site into a Ribble Valley rock star, we've got you covered. So why not drop in for a brew and let's chat about how 50 to 1 Media can turn your web woes into web wows. Visit 50to1media.co.uk because who needs a unicycle when you have us? That's 50, the number 2 and the number 1.co.uk. Taking pictures or video with your phone? Want to take your passion to the next level? UK Digital has been a leading photographic retailer for the last 20 years. And yes, we are based locally in Clitheroe. Come and see one of the team at UK Digital for friendly, professional advice on all aspects of photography and video. Our showroom is open weekdays, so you can see, touch and try. And with internet prices, there's no need for you to chance it online. UK Digital, your local store with internet prices. Visit ukdigital.co.uk Do you have lower back pain, joints hurting, or are you recovering from an injury or operation? Clitheroe Cryo has already helped numerous people alleviate these and many more symptoms. So, could cryotherapy be the solution you're looking for? Located at Clitheroe Leisure and featuring a state-of-the-art cryo chamber, you could expect to recover faster, speed up metabolism, and clear up acne, psoriasis, and eczema. And the benefits don't stop there. Cryotherapy. Give it a try and see improvements after the first session and discounts available for multi-session bookings. Get in touch via our website, clitheroe-cryo.co.uk or on our social media pages. Driving around the Ribble Valley and need to tow, Ribble Valley Towing is your go-to destination for all your towing needs. 
From family cars to rugged trucks, we fit them all with top-notch tow bars. Call us today or swing by and let's get you hitched up. Ribble Valley Towing. We make you good to tow. Unit 3, Brookside Industrial Estate, Taylor Street, Clitheroe. Or call us on 07734 536870. Ribble FM. So, on Tuesday, it was really snowing. I drove to Liverpool and went really slow, really carefully, and touch wood, I don't think I saw any accidents. Uh, in fact, I know I didn't, uh, but I've never driven so carefully. I was very cautious, as were everybody else. It was early, to be fair, and there weren't many people about, and the roads hadn't really been gritted, so it was treacherous. However, so I was out of the Ribble Valley on snow day, so how was it? Well, bizarrely, I was talking to one of the uh, one of my lads while we were out about. We're, we're lucky; we've got the the Ford Ranger. I've seen you um, rocking about. Not, in not that. to advertise Ford Rangers there or anything, <laughs> but it, it yeah. is good. And when it you, looks great. It does. It really does do the job. Um, and we were out and about in the sticks. Um, but I was saying it was really unusual because normally, when you've got the first snow or the first proper ice of the uh, of the season, um, you do get uh, a huge raft of um of collisions and I, I honestly say i don't think i actually heard one come in um might have, might have missed it might have missed it um you know we're, we're busy we're out there we're not always uh listening to everything that's going on but um but yeah i don't think there were any so that's people incredible um, people have been very careful then, people clearly they? being very careful yeah or or not taking the journeys at all yeah. and I, I think, mean that's a sensible thing to do isn't it it is and i think today there are that many people now working from home i mean my daughter works out near the airport mm. but her work were brilliant they just said look the weather's horrible um turn on your laptop and work from home yes. so i think a lot more people are doing that now yeah and definitely. it's it's more accepted isn't it because i think at one time the, your bosses expected you to get in no matter what yeah and on time and on time yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely but yeah. um yes yeah, so that might might have a factor on it hopefully people were driving sensibly we didn't see many cars out on the road um certainly out in the sticks so no. uh, you'd have needed something which was a proper um, you know, a proper vehicle for getting yeah. you around out yeah. there. Or a good driver. Or an excellent driver like myself, yeah. <laughs> I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was pretty bad. So, um, well, that's great news then. Mm. And then we've had the ice. Now, to me, the ice is worse than the snow because sometimes you just don't even know it's there, do you? No. Um, do you get a lot of people that are, like, skating around on ice and... Again, usually, uh, yeah, you, you're always going to get a few, and particularly mm. that that black ice, like you say, you can't see it on the road, and people they'll they'll touch on the brakes, and that's it, they're they're off, they're mm. they're skidding. Um, so yeah, again, certainly out in the in the rurals where not all of the roads are being gritted. Um, I mean, they probably are, but not as much as they could be. You know, they've got to take priority on the air Well, they can't do them all, because no. I think some of the roads are too small to even get the gritters True. down. So, you know, yeah. some of those single-track roads. So, you've just got to pick your journey carefully. But, yeah, like you say, um, just touching on the brakes or turning the steering wheel, you know. I mean, I, I've had that. I remember as a younger guy, one of my uh, one of my early bumps as a young lad was, was literally that. I turned the steering wheel mm. and the car carried on straight. Yeah. It was just black yeah. ice. And the advice for... Uh, driving in a skid is well steer into it but if you're on black ice it, it can be it, it can be very difficult anyway. yeah. yeah you've just got to be going very very slowly in the first place I agree yeah well said Kev were there many schools shut at all do you know 
Honestly, couldn't tell you, Ruth. No, know. no, no. I think, well, when I was listening to Blackers when I was driving, uh, who was, may I say, wonderful with his updates. He really was. Um, and, you know, like telling you to check the Facebook pages for the schools and the, uh, the websites for them and everything. He was so informative, so I thought that was really cracking of him. Mm. Um, so not really any schools shut at all then, you don't think? Not just the one, maybe. Aware, no. yeah. yeah, which is great, isn't it? Because normally, like, it's... First, you know, the first fall of snow. Well, true. Well, well, you're saying that, Ruth. They could all have been closed. I just don't. I just don't know. <laughs> they weren't kept. They right, there you go. Then, yeah. yeah. Sorry, can't help you with that yeah. one. <laughs> now then, I live um, it, uh, quite rural, and there's a lake near me. And one night, I was sat in my lounge, and I saw. It was pitch black, and all of a sudden, I thought, "Oh, I'm at a concert here," because there were lots of torches. On the lake. Mm-hmm. And the, it, it was frozen, the lake. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, which I was probably about 10, maybe, children on this lake. So oh, my husband okay. ran outside and said, get off. It's not even our lake, but yeah, like yeah. you don't want to watch anything terrible happening. How do you stop children from going onto a lake that's frozen? I mean, do they not know how dangerous it is? <sighs> Crikey. I mean, it, I suppose education is the important bit. And I, I know... Uh, certainly last year, and I think the year before, the fire service did some really, really good work about uh, water safety. So looking at some of those quarries that are out there and full of water and mm-hmm. explaining how cold they are and that kind of stuff. Um, so education is massive, but how do you stop anybody doing anything they want to do when you're not there? Know. You know, it's, it's difficult. But it and, um, and also, as a teenager, you're in a group, you're all, you know, you're invincible, aren't you? You think you are. They can feel that way, can't mm. they? Yeah, it, it can go very wrong very, very quickly, that's mm. for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, good signage. If you, you know, if you happen to own the lodge or whatever else, good signage around it. Um, and people like yourself running out, screaming at people and telling them to get off, yeah, I suppose that helps. Absolutely. Well, they did go eventually, but, mm. you know, not without a little bit of abuse, but I think a bit of abuse is okay to take. Yeah, it could have been, been terrible, couldn't it, yeah? Could it? Oh, gosh, it didn't even bear thinking about it. Mm. So it's been very cold this week, but we're in for a warmer week next week, I think. Oh, jolly good. Yeah, I've looked on the on my phone and it's looking about 11 degrees, so bikinis out! <laughs> you don't want to see me in a bikini, Ruth. Yeah, and you certainly don't want to see me, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I love as strong as a lion Soft as the cuts and you lying Times we got hot like a lion You and I Our hearts had never been broken we were so innocent, darling. We used to talk till the morning, you and I. We had that mixtape on every weekend. Had it repeating. Had it repeating. You were my September song, summer lasted too long. I think that I see her Facing the strangest of places 
Down on the underground station, passing by. I get a mad sense of danger. Feel like my heart couldn't take it. Cause if we met, we'd be strangers. See you in the Still, I pray that mixtape every weekend. Got it repeating. Got it repeating. You were my September song, summer lasted too long. Well, we just had a little break there. We have been talking about Operation Centurion. Can you tell us all about it? Tell you all about it. Please. Operation Centurion, yes. So, Because it sounds um, like proper... <clears throat> sounds like proper policing. Oh, it, it? Yeah, MI5 and all of that. And you know what? <laughs> it, uh, it is the kind of policing that people constantly say they want to see from us. So... Um, this is, it's, I think, it's a real positive. Uh, long story short, the Police and Crime Commissioner has um, has put some money into the policing of antisocial behaviour. So each area, so you've got Blackburn, Hindburn, um, Pendle, Ribble Valley, er- everywhere, um, is putting on what we're calling the Operation Centurion patrols, and it is essentially um, high visibility police officers on foot patrol uh, in the areas where we know um, that we get complaints of uh, antisocial behaviour. Brilliant. So it's just like in the the good old days. Bobby on the street. Bobby on the street. And you know what? I did one myself the other night, Ruth, and um, we walked 16 and a half kilometres. Did you? Yeah, just around, you know, Clitheroe and the castle and down to Henthorne and and some of the places where people... um, Tell us they're, they're having issues, you yeah. know, because we're, we're trying to listen to... You will to, have hotspots, won't you? You've got hotspots. You've got the places where you've got the recorded antisocial behaviour, but also you listen anecdotally to what people are saying about where they've got issues because not everybody reports, mm. even though we do always ask them to report, but they don't always. So, yeah, we're trying to make sure that we're in the places where we know that antisocial behaviour is likely. Really? And, and, you know, we're engaging with... Uh, engagement groups. I mean, you know, the, the skate park, for argument's sake, on the castle is one where we get quite a lot of complaints about. Yeah, it's notorious but for complaints, it, isn't it? It is, but you know what? 
I, I went up there with the lad I was working with, um, Bobby called Mike, who's um, a traffic lad who lives in the area. Yeah. So Mike and I were out walking. Mike and, traffic. Um, Mike traffic. We'll call him Mike <laughs> yeah. traffic, yeah. So we were out walking and we saw two or three people on the skate park. It was dark, obviously, because it's... Um, no. Whatever, maybe eight, nine o'clock at night, and something like winter. that. And it's winter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was dark. So we said, well, we'll have a walk over and see what's going on. Um, and it was three young people who were actually sweeping the skate park up to clean it, to clear all the rubbish away, to make sure that it was, you know, clean and usable and safe. And for safe and, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Do you know, you, d- you never hear about good stories, do you, Kev? How wonderful mm. is that? No, it was great. So we, you know, oh. we had a bit of a natter with them lads and... Yeah, hats off to them. It's really good to see. Um, But then, you know, the rest of the night we... um I mean, we walked miles, as I say, 16 and a half kilometres in yeah. total. But, you know, we were just going into the shops. I hope you wore your Fitbit. I, I, did, I did. It's all recorded. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Mr. Harvey, yeah. you can see it. It's all there. Um, but, yeah, we were going to the shops. You know, we were going to the pubs. We uh, just engaging with as many people as we could. Um, because, again, it was a, a pretty peaceful night. We didn't come across much that we had to deal with and certainly nothing that we had to deal with at any kind of level. No one, no one was getting arrested or anything like no. that. So it was a really good opportunity to engage with, um, you know, local people, basically. Brilliant. It's, go- it, it's so good, that. And I do feel that if we can get back to that and people have the village Bobby as sort of uh, their friend who they're a little... Children, especially, mm-hmm. who they're a little bit cautious of, you know, like, oh, if I do something naughty, then he'll take me to prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but equally, if I need him, he'll be there to help me in a shot. Yep. You know, then pardon that pun <laughs> but you know i mean it is good isn't it that you're out there it really is a great thing i think it's really really important and particularly when we're looking at um, neighborhood policing so my my team the rural task force team we 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 try and deal with some of the higher harm crimes and organized criminality and that kind of thing but we come underneath the neighborhood policing banner and i think it's really really important that the, the public uh, who live in the area in which we work know who we are. Yeah. They know our faces. I mean, I, I do a reasonable amount on social media and I'll put my face on there and I'll talk about what we're doing. And I think that's really, really important. People mm. need to know what you're doing, who you are, what you look like and know that you are approachable. Definitely. And hopefully we do, you know, we do a reasonable job of doing that over here. Yeah. No, I think you're doing a great job. Absolutely you are. So if you need... Anybody from the police, obviously 999, everybody knows that number. What about the other numbers, Kev, if it's not really urgent, but you still want to chat to someone? 101, basically, if it's uh, non-emergency. And I said this last time, didn't I? I was going to give you my email addresses. I can give the email address for the Rural Task Force, but bear in mind, you know, we are there for that kind of work. But yeah. we're RVRTF at lancashirepolice.uk and I promise you next time I come in I will bring the other email addresses so people can email directly but my email address is 6518 at lancashire.police.uk anybody can contact me directly but not to report crimes I don't want people trying to circumnavigate the 101 or the 999 but if they want to chat about something or uh, want to ask us for some assistance with something that's uh, they can use that by all means Right, okay. So, for example, if you were wanting to close a road for an event or something like that, would you be the person that the, that 
we would email? That would be um, highways. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I know what you're saying. You should think of an idea. Well, yeah. it's quite often people might just want a bit of advice or they might have an ongoing issue. Um, it might be, I don't know, let's go back to your, your, your guns, your shooting. Yeah. Somebody might have an ongoing issue. They keep hearing guns firing at such and such a time of the day. They're a little bit concerned about it. It's not worthy of a 999 or maybe a 101, but they might just want to ask us directly. So, right. fine, there you go. There's an example for you. That's a perfect that example. That but yeah, that's you? better than shutting the road down, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a rubbish one, <laughs> Kev, thank you so much for coming in. Really enjoyed it. Hope everybody who's been listening has uh, learnt something. I certainly have. And, um, yeah, it's been really informative. I've really enjoyed it, as I always do. Thank you. Um, Have you got much plan for the weekend? This weekend, I am going to the lakes, actually. Oh, nice. Excellent. For a couple of nights, yeah. Excellent. Well, I hope you get better weather. Mm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you everybody for listening it's been me Ruth Telford with Sergeant Kev Day and the beautiful Dexter Daft Dog and um, I want to say a very happy birthday to Robbie my nephew tomorrow have a nice day Rob catch you next week everyone sometimes I feel I've got to run away I've got to get away from the pain you drive in Touch me, baby, tame. Touch me, baby, tame. Touch me, baby, tame.